0: what is going on faithful it is absolutely incredible to be back with you guys uh you know i was live at training camp this morning got to hang out with a lot of really really cool people man it was really cool being there as man I, i'm just gonna be honest it, it today's atmosphere at training camp was pretty incredible um main reason was just the crowd yeah the weekend the previous practices that i went to were during the week so you know it's mostly dudes that look like me out there there are some families and whatnot out there but today being on the weekend oh unbelievable there's probably an extra two or three thousand people that were out there lots of kids atmosphere was incredible Uh, it was just such a really really good time so I went live right afterwards. It was pretty windy out there. So the audio was a little messy. So I didn't share that audio on our feed as far as just podcast version. So if you want to get that, you can check that on YouTube. It's just the audio was just a mess. I didn't want to share it. So uh, anyway, I want to spend this time, you know, the, the title of the show is who is the best at 49ers training camp so far. And I want to break it down to two offensive, two defensive players then I want to go through all my notes, which I've got, I don't even know how many pages notes I got. I, I think about to about 10 or 12 page notes uh, from trading Camp. And, and shout out to, you know, everybody helping me out, Matthew and Rusty and Vicky. She's incredible. And it was just such a good time today. We, we had such a blast out there. So uh, a lot of stuff going on. So couple things about today. Not everybody practiced today. Purdy, he had time off, which... Initially, <laughs> said, you know, two days on, one day off. Now that's two days on, two days off. Um, But he said in about six days it's going to switch to two days on, one day off. We'll see about that because the, the time off is weird. You know, there's been no setbacks to Purdy, which is the best news of all of training camp. But... It is weird because he said similar things about Jake Moody that, you know, oh, Jake Moody's going to kick every other day. That that hasn't been true either. Uh, It seems like Jake Moody's kicking one day, two days off. He had off today as well. But I say off. He's out there. He's going through everything. But when it's his turn to, like, kick the ball, he just goes through the motion. He doesn't actually kick the ball and kick off or field goal. whatever. He doesn't. Zane Gonzalez is doing it every single day. So it's been a little weird uh, as far as just, you know, days on, days off goes with Brock and with Jake Moody because what was alluded to in the initial press conference doesn't seem to be the reality, but we'll see. It's early. There is no need to press people. That's not it at all. CMC had off uh, today as well. He was running around with a backwards baseball cap, um, just having a good old time. Trent Williams wasn't out there either. And a few of the other kind of key starters, they were out there for practice but didn't get a lot of reps. Uh, This was – I don't want to say backup day, but kind of your very, very experienced guys weren't out there a lot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll go through some of that and break down those. What's up, guys? I, the, the comments are loading slow over here, but that's okay. Glad to have you guys with, with us. What's up? Hashtag CC. Chuck Finley, the man. What's up, Wally? Appreciate all you guys being here. This is awesome. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Phil. This is what's up. Philip. in the house, man. Always good to see you, brother. Um, so, if you guys have questions about training camp, as always, load those up in the chat. Uh, we can get to those. But I've got a lot of stuff planned. Got some uh, cut ups as well. Um, but yeah, let's jump in. Let's talk the best two offensive players in camp thus far. And I'll just I'll start it off by saying this: If you were to pick who the best player, offense, defense, special teams, don't give a damn. Uh, chuck finley has called it it is brandon Ayuk, number 11 frankenstein uh silver surfer these are all the names i've used for them uh throughout this time i don't think any of them are ever going to catch up but that's okay they catch on up here brandon iuk is different there was one point during team red zone today which was one of my favorite drills when i was coaching when i was playing it's it's when games are won and lost right This dude scored not one touchdown, not two touchdowns, but three touchdowns in red zone period within seven plays. Within seven plays. He wasn't even out there all the place. He's unguardable. And he caught it from, I think he had... It might have been one from all three quarterbacks, but I know it was at least one from Sam, at least one from Darnold. This is just the red zone period. Then he goes and scores a 50-plus-yard touchdown in team period from Sam Darnold, deep in breaking route, catches it, turns on the Jets, nobody touched him. Nobody even got close. And it was really cool because he scores the touchdown – and he runs, and he kind of goes to spike the ball against the wall. But he was so amped that the ball went high, and he spiked the ball off the scoreboard, which was pretty cool look. I'm sure he's going to get yelled at, like, hey, man, don't mess up our stuff. <laughs> but there is nobody touching Brandon Ayuk. And this is kind of where he excels, right? Like, the dude just gets the most he, perfect route, separation, all time. He's just totally different. Now Kyle Shanahan was asked just moments ago, actually, uh, which it kind of works. Like I record, I go to practice, I record, I drive home, which takes a while. By the time I get home, uh, the conferences are up then I can watch them, download them and share them with you guys. So this is turning into a fun little experiment as far as just time goes. But, you know, there's a couple things I want to point out. This is a 14-second video clip, audio clip, from Kyle Shanahan when he was asked about Brandon Ayuk after practice today. And so two things stayed out to me. One, we'll talk about what he said afterwards. But just tell how unsurprised Kyle Shanahan is on how well Brandon Ayuk has been playing. I mean, just the way he was all off season. just how much he, I mean, just randomly calling, talking about football, how much he's working out, how prepared he was when we started in Phase 1 and 2. Um, you can just tell he's excited. The questions he asks, he's just—he's really into it. Ah, ooh! If that doesn't make you smile, if that doesn't make you happy, if that doesn't get you excited for what is coming, then yeah, right there. Well said, Chuck. Hell yeah, baby! Uh, um, it it is—it's—it's it's impressive what this kid's doing, Brandon Ayuk. I'm just telling you, it's a big deal. Because the fact that, okay, you got to go through the journey. He gets drafted COVID year. Weird as hell. Debo's hurt. Team's hurt. Team's not good. He still had a pretty good rookie year. He led the team in receiving yards his rookie year. Sophomore year, doghouse. Guess what? You're not God's gift to the football world. You've got to block better. We had to play you because we had nobody else. You've got to step up your game. If you don't, guess what? You didn't even start week one. Trent Sherfield started week one. 2021 you remember that well then you go all the way to the nfc championship comes back the next year turns into frankenstein that's why we call him that fred warner turned him into a damn monster um and ever since then dude's just a killer um i i don't know what else to say he is he was a finesse (laughs) undersized wide receiver and i'm not trying to throw shade or be insulting here but that's just what his game was. Now he is a stole cold killer. I mean, he is mean. He's amped up. He's talking trash all the time. As physical as you can get on blocking. And dear Lord, this separation that he has created. It's just, I, I don't uh, Man. I freaking love it. Uh, other, oh, look at this. Daniel Walls. What's up, man? He said, finally caught a live show, live show watching... From New Zealand man that is awesome Daniel thank you so much really appreciate you Uh, from all the way around the freaking world that's what faithful is all about I love it I love it Um, and so you know going back to just real quick that clip from Kyle Shanahan he says he's calling me to talk about random football stuff in the offseason it's not a switch whenever I was coaching whenever I was teaching the the message was always the same. You know, whenever you're teaching kids, I taught seniors for 16 years, and the you would talk to these kids that just kind of didn't care too much, and the sentiment was always the same thing. It was like, well, once I get to college, then I'll try. And I would always try to harp on them, like, you know what? That's awesome. And I, I'm glad that you had that motivation for your future. And that's huge. But do you know what the number one determining factor for college GPA is? It's high school GPA. This idea of, oh, well, once I get there, that's when this will happen. That's sadly, for some people, that works. I would argue for the vast majority, that is not the case. We saw it with Debo last year, right? You know, contract stuff, trade rumors, trade demands, all those different things, whatever else, came in not as Debo. Debo. And what happened? I mean, he was still good, but not Debo good. Now this year, it shows. And so this idea of just waiting to flip the switch, that is just not what life is. And that's not what football is. Now, in the back of my mind, I got somebody screaming, oh, well, Nick Bosa, then he's going to be going through this. Uh, 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 not so fast, my friend. The reason why I will say this and why I'm not worried about Nick Bosa at all he is the consummate pro and has a harder workout regimen than almost any other player in the NFL. Him and Joey Bosa insane. So, while yes, I do want Nick Bosa to sign, I predicted he would sign on Friday. I was wrong. Um, I'm mad that I was wrong, not because I'm wrong, but because Nick Bosa is not with us currently. But he is the one player that I'm not too stressed about, like coming in out of shape or whatever. So it, it's a little bit different. And I let me applaud everybody else because. When the Kittle thing happened, when Warner happened, and when Debo thing happened, everybody's like, sign this guy, sign this guy, what's going on? And people are getting upset. The 49ers' social media has been pretty damn chill, which I love because that's not usually <laughs> – the scouting report would say that's not how they handle things. But on the Nick Bosa whole side and standpoint, they have. So great work out there. That's all I got to say. <laughs> great work out there. Yeah. Um, Now, if I'm going to stick with the other best offensive player, and this one was kind of difficult. I had kind of four names that I wanted to choose from, but only two of them were kind of starters. And maybe this is my own, you know, my own thing. I'm going Jordan Mason. Now, not that he's been anywhere close to IU. There's a giant... (laughs) <laughs> there's a giant drop-off from Brandon Ayuk, and I'm not saying Jordan Mason is there. But a running back to pop off right now without pads is rare. And what he has been able to do, yeah, he had a drop past day one, and I was really frustrated because that's the one area I want to see him improve in. The eye test is just different. And, you know, today CMC didn't practice, so Elijah Mitchell was one. Uh, Jordan Mason was 2, TDP, then it was LeBorn. And you can go down and down and down. Jordan Mason, different. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jordan Mason looks different. The eye test is different. Now, he did fumble a ball today. And I got that in my notes and I was pissed off. He did also at the end of a huge play down the sideline, he kind of turned and was coming back and defender knocked the ball out. But I think the play was over or out of bounds. But still, I think that it needs to be included in the context. I'm not too concerned about Jordan Mason. I don't think he fumbled at all once last year. Actually, I want to look that up because I've been saying that loudly out loud. (laughs) And if if that is not the case, then I want to correct that. So if we look at what Jordan Mason did last year, yeah, no fumbles, zero fumbles. Um, man, Jordan Mason played in 16 games last year, played in every damn game. A lot of that was special teams for sure, but you know, 43 carries, 258 yards, and he played in all three uh postseason games. He played 19 games, undrafted free agent on that roster last year. That is, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. But no fumbles, um, and you know, just the closer. Dude's just a baller I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do So Jordan Mason stood out to me Honorable mention Back into the roster guys Two wide receivers stood out Tay Martin, man I freaking love this kid 86 If you've never been to Training camp before the Every team does it differently Some teams have three fields Whatever else The 49ers have two fields Stacked side by side Okay And it's kind of divided up Into eight into halves. So, right. So there's. You know, you've got wide receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends over here. You've got old line over here. You've got D line on this field in this corner. You've got linebackers, secondary, whatever here. And so at any given time, there's three to four different groups going full time. So you kind of have to train your eyes. And as a coach, you kind of get used to this a little bit, depending on what, because when you're a position coach drill, you just care about your own five guys. When you're a coordinator, you care about your whole field. And when you're a head coach, you care about everything, including the, you know, the traders and the athletic staff and what, like everything's going on, right? So having experience in that, you kind of get programmed to pay attention to everything. So my eyes are doing this number constantly, man, just, you know, trying to get as much as I can in the short allotted time as possible. Because again, you can't film. You only film during the first four periods, which are individual drills. As soon as they go team or seven-on-seven or scale, you got to put your cameras down. You can't do that. So there's nothing to really record what's happening. 86, Tay Martin, wide receiver, went to Washington. Then he went to Oklahoma State. He's from Louisiana. This guy, you'll be watching this drill, and you'll see a dot. And you look over and like, who the hell is that? And he's not even the fastest guy. That dude is playing, I was talking to my good friend Donald. What's up, Donald, if you're watching this? That dude leaves it all on the field, every single rep, special teams, individual special teams, wide receiver blocking drill, does not matter. He's not a top-end speed guy. He's not a freak athlete. He is 100% committed and leaving everything on the field, every single damn play. In my notes, what I do is I walk down, and if something jumps out, I, I write it down. I have Tay Martin mentioned at every single training camp I've been at. He is one of the only players that's not a starter that continues to jump out. Now, I could counteract that point and say, well, he's done have a lot of catches in team, and he does not. I'm just going to be honest. He hasn't. He's got targets. He's gotten open. They've just missed him a few times. So Tay Martin somebody that I'm watching, uh, and I'm from a coach. These are the type of guys I want. At least on my practice squad, right? Because he is going all out all the damn time. And so I'm telling you, I freaking love that. Um, Also, Isaiah Winstead, the undrafted free agent out of East Carolina, the Pirates. What's up, buddy? Um, He had his first catch today in team drill. Looked pretty good. Nice release. He looks good. So, And probably Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Um, Yeah, I I think I got to say... Sam Darnold, look right here, Bomber T, he says, from what I'm gathering, sounds like Darnold is getting better with every practice. Is that the case, John? I'll say this, Sam Darnold's weird, okay? Because the way practice starts is individual quarterbacks throwing the ball around. Then they'll go in and they'll do some like handoff cadence, you know, practice. Then they'll just do some simple, kind of just catching Saints drill routes. He looks not good in any of those. I walk away after watching quarterback, individual drills, thinking Trey Lance is amazing, Brandon Allen's better than Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy's better than everybody, and Sam Darnold's just like, i I just like, eh, no. Then we get to seven on seven, you know, no linebackers, no line. Sometimes they got linebackers out there, but whatever. One-on-ones, seven on seven, scale, whatever you want to call it. And I'm still just like, man, Sam Darnold just no. It's he he does not offer what Trey Lance and Brock Purdy do. Do not. Then we get to team. And Trey Lance took first team reps in team to start and to finish. But Darnold got first team reps in uh what's it called? Red zone team. And Sam Darnold just surprises me and team every time. And I feel like two out of three. Practices, he's had better practices than Trey Lance. um Again, I've only been to three. That's all that's been open to us. One is uh, Trey Lance had one better day. It's it, there's a difference in the quarterbacks. There, there's no doubt about it. Darnold showed up for team. He's looked lost at times. He's made bad reads at times. And I saw somebody like put out there, like, oh, he had three touchdown passes and blah, blah. And I was like, man, he got two of those were sacks, but you can't sack the quarterback right now. Right. So, like, Javon Kinlaw busted up the middle once and like literally had to stop and pull backwards just so Donald could throw the ball and like everybody's like oh my god this is amazing and everybody I was like too that's not a, like it was a bad read he he didn't make a decision got sacked. Uh but same thing happened to Trey as well on another play uh when uh, his fellow North Dakota State guy got him When Spencer Waggy. Uh Waggy got him. So it's interesting I would argue Darnold's definitely been better at team. No doubt about that. Trey Lance has looked better with decision-making process. Today, I didn't think the statistics would say it's a better day as far as completions and whatever else. Man, Trey Lance had a play today where he was with the number. The wide receivers are on a different rotation than the O-line and quarterback, so you always get weird mixes. He threw a freaking strike. I mean, would have been a sports center top five play uh, to Chris Conley, of all people. Touchdown pass perfect. I mean, absolutely incredible. Not sure another quarterback on this roster would have made that same touchdown throw. Very next play, simple rollout. Debo's just on an out route, and it was just a pit, pitch and catch while Trey's running, while he's rolling out, and overthrew him, you know, just outside of his hands a good three to four yards, like, Debo couldn't have caught it. And it was just like, man, that was just a piss and, pitch and catch. Next play, fumbled snap exchange. And so I keep going back to this, and I'm a Trey Lance guy. Like, it's funny. I have I have gotten emails and DMs, like, whenever I praise Brock Purdy as, you know, whatever, calling me all kinds of things. And I'm like, I don't think people understand. Like, I'm a Trey Lance guy, and I have been since day one. But doesn't mean I'm going to skew my coverage. Trey Lance has not been consistent through camp thus far. It is early. Are the flash plays there? Hell yeah, they are. Are there one or two plays every single training camp with Trey Lance where your jaw drops and you're just like, damn, yes, they are. The first two practices I walked away saying Trey's decision-making process and quick kind of sped-up clock, beneficial, great. I didn't feel that way today. So, two steps forward, one step back, that's kind of the way I see it. But again, you look at the completion percentage or whatever else, a lot of people are going to be saying today was a good day for Trey, and the other day was bad. I disagree with that sentiment. I really, really do. Because did he have a turnover? No. But he couldn't get out of his own way. And one of the things that made Brock Purdy or even Jimmy Garoppolo who they were is stacking good on good. Uh, this is a phrase that I take from Johnny Dell a Johnny Dell's Football Academy. I doubt he's watching right now, but he is just the best on best. When you stack good on good, drives are sustained and wonderful things happen. So far in Trey Lance's short career, and I know he's only played in a few games, injuries, weather, whatever else, fill in the blank, I don't care. He's struggled to maintain those stacked positives. And today was that. Now, the strike for a touchdown, if I could have filmed that and showed that, it would have got 2 million views. And everybody would have said, new QB1. But that's not the whole story. And sadly, social media, this is just the way that it works in today's today's world. So, I don't know. Sam Darnold's good job. And I freaking love it. And again, I was talking to somebody else and today. I think it was, I don't remember who I was talking to, but The question was, okay, if Sam Darnold starts every single game for the 49ers, how many games will the Niners win this year? And I said, probably 11, 12. Like, all right, Brock Purdy. I said, 13, 14? And they said, Trey Lance. And I was like, man, probably 10 to 14. (laughs) Because I don't know. And I don't think the 49ers know either. And part of me says maybe Trey doesn't know. He's just not getting the work. And splitting all these reps and all that stuff, that probably doesn't help. But that's the reality, man. And I don't think, has he gotten a fair shake? I don't know. I don't care about fair. You know, I, I said this on this show before. Like, I would rather my son drop the F-bomb than say that's not fair. I can't stand that because life ain't fair. I mean, you guys don't look as good as me. You know what I mean? That's not fair. Y'all don't have this <laughs> it's a joke i'm joking here kind of i am pretty uh <laughs> but anyway so the quarterback talk hopefully that's what it is i'm excited about tomorrow brock purdy's gonna be back he's gonna be practicing says kyle you always got to kind of hold those things in check and again like i say this kind of tongue-in-cheek i love kyle shanahan i'm so glad he's our coach i i I think a lot of times that he's very honest, almost too honest, except for when it comes to those injuries, man. Those injuries, you never freaking know. And again, I mean, he just said last week, oh, yeah, two days on, one day off, and then not really. And then, oh, Jake Booty, one day off, one day on, not really. So I don't know. He's always going to kind of move the goalposts there. But that's okay. That's okay. Now, let's go to the other side of the ball, and let's get to our top two defensive players. Um, So far, and this one was fun. Today was a fun practice. But before we do that, real quick, if you're going to any games, You got to come party with us. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. All right. So, Defensively, I think the entire story has been defenses ahead, defenses ahead, defenses ahead. Today, that pendulum has started to eke back. Now, the, the thing that I'm curious is when the Pats come on, will that accelerate the defense? Or will it accelerate all these 49ers players, Debo, Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, these guys who have been relatively quiet because, again... Part of what makes them so special is their physicality that they bring to the to the game. It's hard to do that without pads because they're not tackling and they're still not going to be tackling, but it will be a little bit more evident, I think. So defense. Let's let's talk about this, okay? Because I think the overall best defensive player this entire camp has been none other than Tolono Hufunger, our all pro linebacker. And so, at some point, you're like, okay, he got all pro last year, but, and this is the stuff that, I, yeah, kind of, but there wasn't really a lot of good safeties. No, 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 Uh-uh, uh I don't think we're close to where Talanoho Funga can be. Because his instincts, like, you think, like, instincts are huge, and they are, especially at the linebacker and safety positions. But good Lord, this kid is everywhere. It, it's just like he's got like a teleport button, and it's just always where he needs to be. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep screaming this because we haven't seen it yet. When the Niners hired Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator, this was the main beneficiary, Talanoa Hufanga, and it's already showing early now. Huff was asked two days ago. Um, what his thoughts on Steve Wilkes were? It was and kind of all those things. So here's a quick thirty second clip just on Hufunga talking about his new DC Steve Wilkes, who's been awesome in trading camp. You see Wilkes everywhere. He does not let anything slide. Whoo, that dude! He is on top of everything, especially in the secondary. Uh, a lot of knowledge. I say that you know, being in the being in the secondary room with him is it, it's, is different because I I don't think I've been in a room with a sec uh, a defensive coordinator in a secondary room, and so this is it was really unique and it was really cool for me. Uh, and during OTAs, being able to establish like a, a routine with him and understanding like I can ask him any questions back there and and really get feedback immediately. You know, you don't have to go through a couple couple guys just to get to a coach. So uh, for me, that was like a pretty cool opportunity. Uh, just seeing what he, the knowledge that he brings to the game is like unbelievable. So. Um, just very blessed for for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it uh, right here. And again, like, if you know anything about Huff and have seen any of his press conferences, he's probably the most humble and chill and lay, like just down to earth dude that exists. And anytime you ask him a question about himself, he always turns and talks to somebody else. It's just kind of what he does. Um, David says Huff is about to blast off the season, which is crazy. He was an all pro. He was an all pro. Oh, yeah, uh, right here, Donald Huff, a great mentor, too. He's out there teaching everybody. There's no doubt. And the fact that Jair Brown gets to just come in and just sponge, just be a sponge, be a sponge. You don't have to play right now. Don't even have to play right now. You just sponge everything up. It's the best thing for him. And I can't say Jair Brown's one of my top two players but he's definitely one of the top two most intriguing players when they're on the field. I cannot look away, man. Like it's it's like my eyes just watch him. It doesn't matter what the hell he's doing. Jair Brown shows up. That dude, yeah, they got it right. They got it right. They got it right. Um, anyway, that, that that's what that's what it is. Look right here, coach. He says 49ers would save a lot of money if they extended BA and Huff right now versus next year. Um, yeah, um, the, both those deals will get done. No doubt about it. Um, I, I I'm not concerned at all. The good news is I don't think either one of those are going to be huge. Ufunga, you've got time on, he's only got two years. This is third year. So you would probably extend Huff next year. I mean, he's getting pennies on the dollar right now. So you got one more crazy, super cheap deal. Uh, Iuke will get done. But again, after this one, if you're IU, you don't want to sign your deal now. You want to sign it later. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what that looks like. But, yeah, Coach Cruz, well, I, those guys aren't going anywhere. They're going to be here a long, long freaking time. That's all I got to say. Um, right here, look at this. Between Wilks trading and Paul Amalu, Huff is going to be a problem. He's getting... God, he's getting so much good stuff. David, Tig Brown should be taking notes on Huff. Our safety room looks legit. Yeah, so today was interesting because, again, kind of how I said earlier, a lot of the key vets were kind of getting a little time off, not necessarily a day off, but, like, when they went team, Gip was on the sideline, like a lot of guys. Warner was on the sideline most of the time. Like, your studs, your vet studs were kind of whatever. But the, the thing that upset me, and, and I shouldn't be upset about this, and I apologize if this comes off in a negative way. I don't want it to. You know, you move Fred Warner off and you move Burks off or in Burks and you move um Gibson off and you put out George Odom, who let's just be honest, like he's a vet, but we don't want him being in that rotation. Like we want Jair Brown in that rotation. You move off Warner and you put in DFF. And, you know, I understand the Niners like DFF way more than I do. And I love DFF as a special teamer. I do not like him as a linebacker. Uh, Personally, I just don't think that's his fit. You don't put out there Marcelino McCurry ball. You don't put out like, you know, these high end Curtis Robinson guys. And I'm just like, ah, why? Why are they doing this? But part of this is culture. You respect the vets, especially early in camp, and you always give them the opportunity first because they have earned it in their time. They have put their time in. So I understand that. But part of me is just like, ah, give it to the rookies. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like, I want the new toy. And so that's something maybe I got to work on is not to be so caught up. Like, I want these young, high-potential type guys getting those snaps. But yeah, man, why wasn't Tig out there in those? Ugh. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll see there. You know, right here, Huff, nine sacks this year, says Chuck Finley. Man, I like that. If you look at how many sacks, um, Hufunga got two last year. That's it. Um, but, man, nine would be incredible. I don't see nine. Now, the Niners are blitzing a lot. And I'm going to say this. And I kind of disagree with myself as I'm saying it, and I'll I'll add context to this. My second favorite player so far on defense, and it shouldn't be a defensive lineman, but it is, it's Drake Jackson, especially today. Now, this is a little (laughs) recency bias. Drake Jackson had a hell of a day. He had a hell of a day. And I think one of the things that keeps standing out to me, uh, probably the play of the day defensively, uh, not probably, the play of the day defensively today was Drake Jackson, and it's not what he wants to be known for, but whatever. They blitz a linebacker straight up the middle. This is on team drill, ones versus ones. They blitz a linebacker, and it's a rail route for Elijah Mitchell. And a lot of times people call it a wheel route. It's not. A wheel route goes up, fakes the out, then goes deep. A rail route is most of CMC's (laughs) routes – is you go from the shotgun position where you're right next to the quarterback and you literally just run to the numbers and go straight upfield. There's no fakes. There's no anything, right? So Elijah Mitchell's on this rail route, which is basically a go route from the running back position. If you blitz a play side back, eh, you know what? Why am I explaining this? Drake Jackson drops back into coverage gets a pass deflection, and celebrates by giving the strapped. You know, that's the new thing that the de- uh, the defensive backs, like they make it look like they're putting on their seat belt. And so Drake Jackson did that after he got the pass break, which was hilarious. I, I was rolling. Um, but, you know, uh, how do I say this? Question gets asked, which I'm thankful that it gets asked. You got to ask for the wrong purpose and the wrong tone and people trying to like be negative, but whatever. Um, but listen to Kyle Shanahan's response. Uh, the question the way it was framed was, why do you have Drake Jackson dropping back in coverage type of a question, you know, whatever else. Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say in a quick 30-second clip. That just happens every time that an inside linebacker blitzes and you're in scat protection the back goes. A DN has to peel. So that um, that's just all of football, whoever that is. Um, Kerry Hyder got caught in it couple days ago and he did an, on christian did an awesome job on him so that's just an unfortunate situation that when defenses call those blitzes they're praying that's not the offensive play call and sometimes it happens but that's usually that's never something that people want to happen but something you got to deal with it if the plays match up yeah so like that's just <laughs> it doesn't matter In football if you're going to blitz you have to be sound right so like if you're rolling a certain coverage and blitzing a backer if somebody flares out which could all you almost always only be a running back you have to do that we taught that my first year in eighth grade football coaching drill like this is not whatever but every single level you have to do that if you are ever going to blitz and you lose a guy there's a possibility you're going to have a backside cut off for the defensive end that's just what it is But the impressive thing was Drake Jackson running step for step with this cat gets a pass breakup. It was absolutely perfect. It wasn't even a bad pass. It was a good pass. It was just better coverage. Uh, Which USC would make him drop back all the time in coverage. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. It was a hell of a play. Um, And Drake looks different. His attitude's different. His body looks different. He's playing different. Pads aren't on. They're not on yet. But I'm... (sighs) You could not be happier with what he has put out there. Now, some honorable mention players. uh, Deshaun Jamison, undrafted free agent, the highest paid undrafted free agent for the 49ers cornerback. Dude's playing well. And if you watch the Ayuk press conference today, he got mentioned by Ayuk. He he said 22's out there balling. He's making this roster. I'm telling you that now. It's just what it is. Now, sticking with the cornerback position, Ambry Thomas understands He's put up a shut up time. He's breaking down the DBs. He's vocal out there. He's bringing lots of energy. He is doing everything that he needs to do to get back to where he was. And so Ambry's fighting. And I thought Ambry's been playing well. He has given up some plays, though. But the tomorrow is judgment day for number 20. I'm going to be watching him a lot. You know, Steve Wilkes said, What's on Ambry Thomas? Oh, it's been great. He's been great. But we don't know until the pads come on with him. We got to see how he answers physically to what's going on. So, but I think it hasn't been a bad camp, but he has given up some plays. Kinlaw, he had a sack today. Uh, he, he's he's having a good time out there, man. He He's in the best shape, being healthy. He's having fun. And with certain players, there was always, you just got to know what makes players tick. As a coach, you know, I would always tell my coaches, learn your position players. You got to figure out which guys can you jump on? Which guys do you have to challenge? Which guys do you need to get to relax? Which guys do you need to stop coaching? Everybody responds differently. Ken Law seems like the best player whenever he's having fun. He's out there today wearing shades during alignment drill. He's dancing. He's having a good time. And it showed in team. It showed in team. That dude was tearing people up. So we just got to wait and see. And again, Ken law as a third defensive tackle. Guess what? Maybe the weights off his shoulders. Maybe the pressure was too much. Maybe the health and all those things and whatever else as a rotational defensive tackle piece. If he could just do his job, it'd be stout against the run. That's a win for now. That's just, that's the way I see it. Um, so anyway, oh, we got some Jim Everett talk happening in the chat. Ooh, I look away for two minutes, and you guys are talking Stenson Bennett and Jim Everett. Good lord, what it? What did y'all do? What's up, Sin? How are you? <laughs> Jim Everett? Really? Uh, they're, they're, that's okay. Just to uh, help everybody, just in case you don't know who Jim Everett is, he is not great. Um, he made one Pro Bowl. His entire career, um, yeah, no, he's no, that ain't it, bro. Jim Everett, the great, he's got two hundred three touchdowns and one seventy five interceptions. Come on, man, we better than this. The only great thing was that he's drafted uh, by the Oilers. That was about it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it did he beat up Jim Rome? That is true. Uh, that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. Anyway, I digress. I would like to get to my randoms, um. Let's just go through some of the things that I saw as far as just rotations and go through my notes, and it's chicken scratch. I'm standing up and filming and writing at the same time and talking to people, so it's a mess. Uh, DFF continues to get first-team reps. Today was first-team reps at Sam and backup Mike whenever Warner went off. Um, I didn't like that at all. Um, Ambry Thomas is now the third cornerback, or at least he was today as far as rotations. He was third. In the past, it was Samuel Womack. Now, as far as outside, Ambry got those third team, re- or like not third team, the third corner, right? So it goes Charvarius Ward, Demo, Samuel Womack. Today, Ambry was getting those third team reps. Jamison got bumped up as well. Austin Bryant, he's working with the twos. Um, let's see here. I don't want to talk quarterbacks. McKivitt's jumped offsides on the very first team play. That was pretty frustrating. I didn't like that. Um, Jalen Moore started in place for Trent Williams, who got a rest day. Charlie Warner, he was out there. The opening set was a 2 tight end set 12 personnel. Charlie Warner, Kittle, they were the starters again. Uh, So whatever you want to take there. Jordan Mason, I've got four stars by his name. Continue to just pop and show. Just looks different. Alex Barrett got a sack on Darnold. One of Darnold's touchdown passes where everybody went crazy. It was like Alex Barrett literally just stunted and walked up. High five, Sam Darnold. Darnold steps to the side and throws it deep and got a touchdown, but it was a sack. Um, Zakel had a bad snap to Brandon Allen. He had a pickup off the ground. John Falenciano was taking center snaps. So the question of, okay, how are they going to do backup interior offensive linemen? This one, John Falenciano, I've seen him at left guard now. I've seen him at right guard now. I've seen him at center. So it seems like he's kind of 100% stepped into this utility interior offensive lineman. So I am to the point now where I would say if Banks went down, if Brendel went down or if Spencer Burford went down, the first player off the field, uh, you know, for all three of those spots is John Valenciano. I, I just think that's what it's going to be. Jason Poe, uh, he would be the backup guard behind that. Nick Sakel would be the backup center behind that. That's my own interpretation. I'm sure somebody could dispute that, but that's the way that I see that backup interior offensive lineman looking currently, unless somebody steps up. There are some other guys, Joey Fisher, Il Manning. um, There's, there's lots of other guys in contention there, but that's the way I've seen it so far uh, for rotations. Um, Let's see here. Ronnie Bell, the rookie who's been doing a lot of uh, slot stuff. He was playing Z uh, Z today in the Debo role, which was interesting. So I like that he's getting looks at two separate spots, not just a slot guy, but also, you know, he was a Z today, which was interesting. I, I don't know the situation that took place. They were huddling. I, I don't remember the quarterback, but the quarterback starts to make the call. I think it was Trey Lance, and he looked up, and he's missing somebody. And he's like, hey, <laughs> come on. Uh, we're missing one. And so Ronnie Bell came out there, so he, he knew where to line up. He knew the play and whatever else. But it was in a spot I haven't seen him at. So it's it's part of the rookie drill, right? It, you're going to see some players get some spots and mess up. And, you know, he missed his chance there, but whatever. Ayuk, again, four touchdowns. Moody, I don't know what the hell to do with that. Um, but, yeah, so th- th- those are some of my main s- scribbles <laughs> uh, that, that that I've kind of taken away from there. Uh, Akshay, how are the rookie tight ends looking? They're getting snaps. I'm seeing Braden Willis more than Law 2. But this wasn't a day for tight ends. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I think, how do, how do I phrase this? I saw a lot of Dwelly. I saw a lot of Warner. I. It's almost like every day is different. So it seems, and again, I'm through three practices that I've been to. It's like they're like, all right. Backup vets, all right. Backup rooks, like if they're just deciding. Today was a backup vet day. Pats come on tomorrow. And I think the most important thing for Cameron Law, too, is you've got to demonstrate that you belong in this league physically. Remember, this was the lowest graded pass or run blocking tight end in the entire college football landscape that the Niners drafted. The body says he can. The willingness, that's what uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan kept going back to, the willingness to block and be physical, we got to see it. Pads, come on. Football reveals character. I, I need to, after I finish here, I need to make myself a priority list of, hey, watch these things. And, you know, if you're one of our Patreon members and you support this show and there's something specific you want me to watch, I will listen to whatever the hell y'all got to say, especially if you're supporting the show. Um, so if there's something that you want to watch, you just let me know. DM me on their uh, Patreon. And If you haven't joined Patreon, I don't know what you're doing because as soon as these preseason games start here in a week and a half, whew, all 22 breakdowns, every playoff, it's defense, special teams. It was hard to get special teams for uh, preseason last year, but I'll try. Um, so yeah, if, if there's something you want to know, just please reach out. Austin. Bryant is a problem. That dude is a speed rusher. His get offs It's on par. I'm not sure what else he can do. I don't think he's an every down player. I don't think he's a two down player. I think this is a third and 10 or longer player only. And I'm all right. Um, yeah, that, that, that's about it. That's all I can see there. So, But there's a role for that, especially the Niners are light at defensive end anyway. JP, B.A. is going to get better and better. I don't know if he can get better than he is right now. They can't stop him in flag football. You put those pads on, oh. That's, yeah, there we go. I I don't even know what to say there. So you take that for what you want. Jay Campbell, how's Jair doing? He's doing well. Just not getting the team reps too much. And whenever he is, they're not going around him. So yeah, they're staying away from him. So he's doing his spot drops very, very well because he's kind of taking away the angles in the passing game. But again, there's no tackling. So there's no thumping. There's no anything. It, it's going to be time to kind of see what he can do as soon as uh, pads come on tomorrow, which I am so excited. So excited right here. Filiberto, um who's looking like the favorite to start next to Warder and Greenlaw? Oren Burks. He was the guy the first two days. Uh today he wasn't. But you know, if I was picking, I want the vet there now until one of the rookies takes over. I think eventually that Sam backer spot that Aziz was at will be Jalen Graham's. But right now I want Oren Burks. I really I, Oren Burks played so well. Sixth highest rated player for the entire 49ers defense last year when he filled it he just here's my thing okay and again i think i talked about this when we were recording with steph and wayne you've got two elite playmakers at linebacker with fred warner and dre greenlaw why not go with the savvy vet that starts so many games and just does his damn job oren burks is what i see with Tayshawn gibson like just don't make mistakes that's it just don't blow it and he's a great tackler. He knows where he's supposed to be at all times. That that's what I want early until it's obvious that one of these young rooks or young, you know, Curtis Robinson, um, and Marcelino McCurry ball, they're not rookies. They were last year, but Curtis Robinson's two years removed, but whatever. Until they prove that it's their job, go with the vet. Go with the vet. Go with the vet. Because we've got good tape of him in that role already last year. So take that uh right here josh what's up brother he says sorry if you mentioned this anything about bill he looks quick but i haven't really seen too much to jump off yet but i am not even looking at defensive linemen yet because pads aren't on so in the angle (laughs) where the d line work out you almost it's it's rough it's a rough angle to watch uh, just from where they have us but yeah, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at, Josh. So thank you. I, re- I really do appreciate that. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Akshay, I'm so hyped for this season, so stoked for the preseason. Yes, yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. You guys are the best, man. What are the chances? This is Jay Campbell. We keep four quarterbacks. Seems like Allen would be picked up before he hits the practice squad. Yeah, I do not see that as a possibility. Three is a stretch. Most teams keep two. Some teams keep three. No way you keep four. Or if you do keep four, it would be one of those Kyle Shanahan sneaky sneaks where, all right, there's four on the initial roster and then somebody sprained their ankle. We're going to move them to the IR afterwards, which I hope he doesn't do that because that's not best for the player a lot of times. I do not see us keeping four quarterbacks at all. Do I think we're going to trade Trey? I don't understand why. Why? unless the team's willing to overpay. Um, if somebody offered me a first, okay, that's a conversation I'm more than happy to have now. But no, I, I not with what this team has been through. You paid the salaries and you spent the draft capital. You've got three capable quarterbacks. That is not a negative. And I know people are going to spin articles and why they should trade and blah, 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 blah. Buy low, sell high. (laughs) So, right, that's the way to go. There's not a buy high, sell low. That's what the 49ers would do if they got rid of Lance currently. And so I'm not doing that for a second and third pick. Niners have so many picks next year. They're loaded. They're loaded. They've got a first, a second, three third rounders. You're fine on draft capital. Unless you're getting a first. If you get a premium pick, then we can have a conversation. I just don't see how a team's doing that. I just don't see it. Uh, JP, House McCrary Ball doing? He looks solid, man. He looks solid. Um, and so, yeah, McCrary Ball, I just don't know where. They're moving him everywhere. Mike, Will, Sam, special teams, he's going to be out there. And so I, I, I don't know where they're going to finish with him. I'm frustrated because DFF seems to be ahead of him. And I don't like it. (laughs) Not from a linebacker standpoint, right? Uh, But I think he's going to shine when these pads come on. Oh, Vicky. Uh, Victoria Morgan, thank you so much for allowing the opportunity uh, for so many people to go have a good time at camp. You are incredible. Little sister, she's the best there is. Uh, She says, what game are you looking forward to most? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. So, it has to be one of the games we're going to. Um, so here are the games, if you're watching this. Uh, these are the games we're all going to. I'm excited about week one, but that's just kind of a cheap answer. I'm going to go week five against the Dallas Cowboys and then week eight against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think those are two of the best games on the schedule. Man, Jacksonville, though, that party is going to be incredible. I think Jacksonville is going to be a really damn good football team. So yeah, those those are huge as far as just a football standpoint. But Thanksgiving uh weekend. Yeah, I think that's probably number 1. My family's coming with me, already bought her tickets. We're going to be flying up to Seattle. We're doing a Thanksgiving day tailgate right next to the stadium. And yeah, my family's going to be with me. You know, my wife works Sunday, so it's hard for her to, you know, come to see what we do, but yeah, I, she can't back out now. I bought her the ticket. <laughs> And if you're going to any of these, guys, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go get your tickets, whether it's night before road parties, tailgates the day of, home and away. We got you 12 games this year. Come hang out with us. Support the program. And, man, <laughs> I have. I don't know how I should do this. I need to probably put this out there to you guys. For home games, right now my plan is, I've got three fifty-five 55-inch TVs, tables, grills, all this stuff that I'm bringing with, you know. Right now, my plan is just to rent a U-Haul, like a U-Haul van, and just load that thing up every Sunday. But I, I don't know what the best answer is. I thought about renting like a small 3x5 trailer, but I don't have anywhere to keep it at my house. I can't keep it here, so I don't know. If you guys have any solutions and you're out there, we need your help, baby. So reach out to us, 49 Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Let us know. And we also are going to be looking for a couple extra cooks for some of our home tailgates. Uh, Sam the Man is going to be doing most of those, but we need a cook for about two or three games. So anyway, if that's something that you want to do, we want to have you out, and you know we'll, we'll incorporate you into our crazy mass rush tailgate party. But uh, only if it's something that you want to do. We'll try to kick back some financials if things go well and all those things. But, uh, yeah, if you want to be a part of those things, you want to help, reach out. Uh, Vicky's the absolute best. Thank you so much. But that's going to do it for us today. I'll be at practice early in the morning. First day of pads. A lot of stuff to look forward to. And, man, I love this time of year. It it seems so easy right now. But wherever you are, (laughs) emotionally, physically, Ready for football, you should be. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage.